The Well is a gospel-centered church located in Boulder, Colorado. We exist to proclaim the gospel and make disciples. For more information about The Well, please visit us online at www.boulderwell.org. If you don't think or come from the paradigm of being hurt, that your kid's out to get you, or you expect they're going to be rebellious, which many of us, because of our own rebellion, we have what's called a negative affect, in which we believe or expect or plan for the worst. Sometimes it's just simply a child not knowing how to use their words well. And the truth is, throwing something at somebody gets their undivided attention almost immediately, right? I mean, if I throw something at you, I promise I will have your attention like that. And that's how the lizard brain works. Don't expect your kids to be little professors. I promise you they're not. Even if they pretend to be, they're just mimicking somebody else. Their brain doesn't work that way. Let me show you something that's happening under the hood. Remember, we've already talked about there being a third element, right? So what do we ask? If someone's acting badly towards us, what's the question we ask? Someone tell us. Yeah, what's happening to you that I'm experiencing you in this way? So this is a globe. This is a person. Oh, wait. I think I've already drawn this. Yeah, there it is. So, awareness of the situation. John's, John, the little baby John, is throwing things at me. He's thirsty. He doesn't use his words well. Instead of getting reactive, I want to use discernment. I want to try to use discernment as soon as possible. In fact, if that's not really easy for me, that I'm going to create a response habit in which whenever a kid is reacting, remember when I sh showed like the EKG example, I'm going to drop my, my reactivity and I'm just going to get as calm as I can. I'm going to seek to understand before being understood. When we react, we're fixated on being understood. Okay? So I'm going to use awareness and I'm going to use discernment. So now I want to tell you about the PTA. It's not just a group of parents raising money for school. In, in, in neuroscience, we call it progression to action. The beautiful thing about this is it literally tells you everything there is in communication. So what's happening in that little kid's mind is the sensory data, what he can touch, what he can smell, see, like actually experience with his senses, is the first thing that happens. When, as he's taking in the sensing, he's throwing things at daddy, and daddy's getting up, and he's like, hey, what's going on, buddy? Hey, <laughs> this seems like fun. Okay. Then it goes into the cognitive component, which now he's thinking. Now, as a child, they're thinking in a reactive or responsive way, just kind of like a lizard. Stimulation, response. So he knows he's hungry or thirsty, and he feels he'll have a feeling about it as well. That's the emotional component coming in. Now, what this kid is also happening, 
with his little kid is he wants something for the two of us. He wants something to happen for us. He wants something for himself, and he wants something for me. Now, all this is being done in microseconds, okay? And so processing like this happens, when it's happening at a microsecond level, the, under, the underdeveloped brain is always going to be in a primitive space. So your little kids don't even know they're doing this yet. But this is how complex their brain is. So he wants this, and he's also, in, in a microsecond format, he's comparing what he did before to get your attention, what he's doing now to get your attention, and does he feel safe, and what will he do in the future to get your attention? Okay? So taking in sensory data, he has a thought. It's a pretty short thought because of age. Then feelings attached. That feels weird. What's that? I can't use my words all of a sudden. And he wants something from daddy. He wants drink for himself, and he wants the two of them to connect the dots. And then the actions speak for themselves. His reactivity goes down once I've gone below his reactivity. Does that make sense? Everybody tracking with me? This means yes. Okay. All right. Cool. So the question is, where is discernment most critical then? As a parent to a parent, I would say anywhere. Anywhere. Remember, one of our behaviors was to fix what is wrong. Wait, was, what, was it fix what is wrong? What was it like? Right wrongs, right? Okay. So, John, come up here again, and let's do it again. You just pretend to throw things at me. I don't know where they are. What the hell? Ugh. Thirsty. Mm, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Hey. So I was a little frustrated at first. Let me. Uh, let's let's do this over and uh, let me get you what you need. Some water. Yeah. Okay. So it's okay to let them see you self-correct. In fact, when you do self-correct, it gives you a lot of opportunities for learning. I can apologize for saying the word hell. I can apologize for bowing up. Um, keep in mind your size. If my youngest son Beckett is right here and he's done something to tick me off, and I'm like, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> look at, I mean, look at your faces. I mean, he's, he's, He's bigger now, but he's still small enough where me coming in, walking towards the kids, have you ever walked and you wanted and you know you're kind of making sure they hear you coming? Let's be honest. Most parents have done this. Yeah, that is not creating safety. Um, and so I need to be aware of what I'm doing with my physical self, like with my body, the sound I'm making, the sensory data they're picking up on. Because what are lizards really good at? What? I heard camouflage, sticking their tongues out. What? Sensing danger. And when you're sensing danger, what does that, what does that mean? You're, you're anticipating. Yeah. 
We wonder why we live in an age right now where the, the culture of children is fight or flight. We are to blame for a lot of it. Not necessarily you in this room. But parents, because most parents are in fight or flight. They're fostering the same culture, the same currency in the home. So going back to this, with John, I have this opportunity. I can apologize for saying hell. I can apologize for kind of bowing up. I can state the obvious, be in the present, say, listen, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little frustrated, but I'm okay now. (sighs) Breathe. Let's get you what you need. So I'm, in a way, diffusing it, but I'm diffusing it in a proper way. Once again, remember that EKG, right? The what it, what's natural is for us to overcome to control. Yeah. What I would encourage you to do is when you start feeling that you're doing that tendency, drop down and kind of keep a constant cool, even if it means stuffing your ears with tissue paper. Yeah. The beauty of doing that, by the way, and I'm not being, I'm not joking, is your kids will almost automatically stop whatever they're doing and try to figure out what you're doing. <laughs> Second, third part of that is you don't have to speak, okay? The third part is you don't have to speak. So you don't have to raise your voice. You just have to redirect the energy into something because lizards are very curious because they're always looking for harm to happen. So they're going to wonder, why is dad not yelling like he normally does? He's covering his ears. I've had moments where, um, you know, parents would just be like, okay, I like this. Yeah, listen, it's best to plan for these things way before they happen. You won't do it correctly on the fly, right? We typically review our actions and then decide, okay, I could have done this. But in the mo- it's best to plan before to be present because we'll often look at ways we could have after the fact. So plan ahead. Your kids are probably going to do this again at some point. And when they do, have a plan in your head that I'm going to drop down, become really quiet. If my kids are screaming, my tendency is like, seriously, guys, be quiet. I'm on the phone. Okay? Where typically now what I try to do is I'll be like, I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. And they get the message. I believe that they'll get the message, and they typically do. So he brings up a good point. This gives us a learning opportunity. Plan ahead on how you'd like to behave. And then come up with a few steps in which you can do something that they won't expect, they won't be afraid of, and that they'll shift their attention and get engaged in. I feel like, do uh, you see Michael in the office where he had the, uh, the, uh, the way he did interviews was to mumble? And the person he's interviewing would be like, what are you saying? Did I get the job? It's kind of like that. It's like... Um, yeah, because you don't want to get reactive. You don't want to model that. But you can model being quiet and sitting on the ground. And most kids, most kids, even teenagers, will be like, what is going on with you? And then as, as the teenagers get older, they're like, you're being weird. Okay? And, they'll be, and, and it totally shifts it. And once it's shifted, so the awareness changes. And then I'm using my discernment to say, listen, when you guys are crazy loud like that and spray painting the kitchen and breaking stuff, it makes me feel really bad because we spend our hard-earned money on that, and I just don't understand why you're going crazy. Can, maybe we just, can you just tell me what's going on? 
You know, and, and then we, we use it as a learning opportunity. Here's the thing. Keep this in mind. A lot of parents get upset that their kids don't come to them when they're older and have really serious issues that they experience. If they can't come to you about something small, we are training them to not come to us with something big. Okay? So this is the perfect time to start practicing this when they're young and they don't know very they don't know that much. They don't have baggage brewing. Okay? They are just wanting to be safe. They are longing for the role that you're supposed to have. That is harmony. Literally, puzzle pieces that fit is an amazing thing. When they get older, they develop the baggage. It becomes more complicated, and, and you will try your darndest to control a situation and take the puzzle pieces of your relationship and see why they don't feel good and why they don't fit. But for right now, for the next 10 years, you've got little people who long to be safe with you, giving you the opportunity to show them how. So at any point, now that we're aware that there's a message behind what we're experiencing, we can use discernment and the Holy Spirit can guide us in finding a way to connect with the heart and intention of our child. All right, let's do another exercise. I want you to think of a time when you were having an incident with your child. Did you use discernment? If not, how could you have? Thank you for listening to The Well Podcast. For resources and information on how you can support our mission to proclaim the gospel and make disciples, please visit us online at www.boulderwell.org.